Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelana to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page, along with our private Facebook group. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shan. Hey, before we get started today, we'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the podcast on Patreon this month. Thanks to Allison and Kelly and Chelsea and Erica and Vanessa. We appreciate your support. And if you love the Anxiety Slayer podcast and find our work helpful, we'd hope you'll consider becoming a patron. You can learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. This week, we're talking about how to calm the anxiety many of us are facing in returning to work or stepping back into the world after the lockdown. And while some are eager to get back to work and a sense of normalcy and structure, many have enjoyed the quiet time, including us, and more time with family. And, and sometimes that's, that's tough to leave behind. Anxiety about getting sick or bringing illness home to loved ones. All kinds of things are showing up, and there's a lot to consider and to be cautious about now. We find that it's helpful to examine our personal concerns and then focus on supporting those as they come up. And, you know, before we dive in even deeper, I just got back from a weekend away with my family, and it's the first time we've done anything since COVID 19 popped up. And we went to a, a very very safe place uh, as far as the numbers are concerned, uh, not very populated. We went up to the uh, upper peninsula of Michigan and we were very careful, but we did more over the weekend than we have in several months as far as going out um, and being in a hotel room and being at a restaurant and those kinds of things. And it was a lovely experience, but it was also a bit exhausting, Ananga. By the time I got, I was so happy to get home. I, we loved the trip. It was wonderful. But that being sure, you know, do I have my mask? Do I sanitize? Did I wash my hands? Did I touch this? You know, I, I don't want to use a public restroom. How am I going to work around that? Uh, I want to go to my favorite restaurant. How are they handling things? Most of what we did was outside in nature. But there was quite a bit that wasn't, and it was a bit unsettling. I was grateful to know how to care for myself and my family during that time. We were extra, extra careful, and I'm hopeful that everything's just fine. But boy, oh boy, if you're feeling this way, know that you're not alone, because this is a lot. Whether it's returning to work in an office environment, which my husband did some weeks ago, or whether it's getting back out into the world, like what I just explained, it's perfectly normal if it feels like a bit too much right now. Yeah. And so much has changed and so much feels different. For me, when I'm out and about, I can feel frustration sometimes from others who just want things to be normal and, and get back to normal and just have it all be as it was because it's starting to feel a bit inconvenient, a bit high maintenance. and then. Others seem to be very 
concerned or even scared and my heart really goes out to them. I was on a walk with my daughter a few evenings ago and we spotted a heron. So some people were stopping with their cameras to photograph this lovely bird and um, an elderly gentleman stopped a, a distance away from my daughter and he said, what's everyone looking at? And she said, oh, there's a heron there. And she pointed to the bird, but it was towards him. So she pointed towards him a bit and he startled and stepped back. And she was a fair distance from him. She wasn't too close, but she felt awful. Oh, sure. She said, oh, I startled that gentleman. I think he thought I was a bit too close. And so we were just walking and, and talking and saying, you know, this is it's really unusual where, you know, you're out taking a walk and you just go to point at a bird and somebody feels some anxiety because they're very wary about this awful illness and the potential impact of that on their life. So it's not like we're all in exactly the same boat. Some are feeling very anxious about illness and bringing illness home to their family, understandably. Some are feeling frustrated. They want to get back to normal. For some, home isn't the happiest place on earth and they need to get back to work and be with others. Some need structure. And some, the more introvert, just want to stay home with their family. And they've been really enjoying that. So there's a lot going on. There are definite similarities. But also, we're all different and we're all responding differently. And I think that's creating quite a, quite a crackle in the atmosphere where there isn't always understanding of somebody else's situation and feelings. And it's a wild time. We found that during our travels that in most places, there were uh, rules you know, established that if you if you're going to come in, you need to have a mask on and you need to wear it until you sit down at your table, for instance, for restaurant or for the hotel to wear a mask to check in and wear it until you get to your room. Uh, And then other places uh, were, it was like the wild west (laughs) and nobody was wearing masks. And it seemed as if it was a completely alternate reality, which I realized there are a number of people and some who might even be listening to the podcast that that don't believe in in wearing the masks or maybe don't you know feel the way that many do about protecting themselves and and, and to each his own but in this case it was it was night and day to see an an area of people who just seemed completely like they were in a completely different reality that covid-19 had never happened and they were congregating and they were, and I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Mm. Um, and we felt weird because we were the only people masked up. And yeah. Uh, so I realize it's, as you said, it's different for everyone depending on what's happening. And, and that's why we want to talk today about the things that you can do to support yourself during this very strange time. The first being to make a self-care kit. We've talked about this many, many times, but if you're going to be out in the world, it makes sense for you to carry whatever protection you have decided on and have a backup, meaning that, you know, have your mask, have your hand sanitizer, uh, have items that help you feel better. You might have some rescue remedy, uh, the spray or the pastilles. You might have some lavender essential oil. Always good idea to travel with water. It's our anxiety slayer care kit that we 
that we keep. And, and this was helpful during our travels. I had everything in the, in the car that, that we needed. I had extra sanitizing wipes. I had the hand sanitizer. We all had our masks. We had everything we needed to be as careful as we possibly could. And maybe it was overkill and maybe it wasn't, but we felt like we were doing the best thing I, that we could to care for ourselves. Yeah. And this would be the same thing if you're back to work and depending on how you're get, getting there, uh, whether you drive yourself or public transportation, to have these items with you is just going to make you feel a little bit more safe and secure. Yeah. In my experience, it makes a lot of difference. Having lived with chronic illness for many years, I would always have what I needed in the car. If I was being driven somewhere, there would be what I needed there. But I just took to carrying a backpack with me. Mm-hmm. When I was using a mobility scooter, it would be hooked on the back of the scooter. And I would have whatever support I needed. There was a little pouch in the backpack and everything I needed was in there. And it was always topped up. And that just became how I lived. That that, that was with me wherever I went. And it's really helpful. It saves a lot of anxiety. And, you know, if you're using a particular mask that you're comfortable with and you've researched it and decided that's the one for you, maybe consider getting a spare, keeping a spare in your car or keeping a spare in a backpack or whatever you carry with you when you're out and about. Just so you know, because the anxious mind likes what if thoughts. So it's going to go to what if my mask breaks or what if I haven't, haven't got sanitizer or whatever it is you feel you need to be safe. So to have spares readily available. Not that we want to be, you know, like we're <laughs> nomadic and we've got everything on there. I think my backpack did get a little bit like that at one point. It was like a shell, you know, that's a lot. Sure. I was having to carry a lot with me, but I'd rather have it with me. Yeah. I'd rather have what I need with me. And that saves a lot of anxiety. And then for anxiety support, yeah, if you want to carry some rescue remedy spray, if you're feeling that you really want leaving alone and you want to be very private with your anxiety, then you can put the remedy spray into a bottle of water in the morning before you even leave home and sip that throughout the day. To everyone else, you're just drinking water, but you know there's support in the water. Or the rescue remedy pastels are really good if you're feeling tense, particularly if you're prone to clenching or jaw tension. I find them really helpful. So again, you know, you can keep some in your day bag, keep a tin in the car, just make sure you have what you need, what you decide on. And I think that's also very important is we can get caught up in what others think of us or what other people's position is on the virus and how they're handling the virus. We can respect everyone else's standpoint, but we have to be at peace with ours. And often in a family, that's a conversation that needs to happen is what level of care are we going to put into practice with sanitization, shopping, stuff coming in and out the house to just have that be agreed upon. It's quite a personal choice in many areas. So be good with what you decide you feel comfortable with. And practicing self-care at home is a big part of this as well as you're changing up your routine again and, and things are getting busier. Make sure that you're focusing on your nutrition, make sure you're getting enough rest, move your body, walk to release any adrenaline and to clear your head. This is a, a time that, at least that I've found in my personal experience, that I'll be moving along fairly normally with my life. And then 
you know, something can just ooh, take my breath away and, and I can go into that place of, okay, I really need to move. I really need to clear my head and not fixate on being concerned about this statistic or that piece of information or whatever might be going on. You know, there's a lot going on in the United States right now over and above COVID-19. And with anything that, that can pull us into that fear place, we need to do the things that we know to do to support ourselves. Back to, you know, I'm back to a, a media fast. If the television gets turned on to the news, I'm leaving the room. I don't want to hear it. I have enough information that comes in, but, you know, enough screen time that comes in. I'm not going to miss what's going on in the world. But if I pay attention too much, that's not self care. That's making things worse because it's putting me in a different headspace where I can uh, fall down the rabbit hole pretty quickly and start to worry and create a, a much more hostile environment for myself and my family that may or may not be real, but it feels real when too much of that comes in at us. Yeah, I think the way you sum that up is really important, Shan, you know, that creating a hostile environment for ourselves. When there's too much coming in and we become overwhelmed, you know, depending on our mind and body type, we might get anxious or we might get really frustrated or even angry, or we might just go to really try and bury ourselves. And when we see those behaviors arising in us, that's when we know we need to really increase the self-care. All of them are okay and natural, but they don't serve us well. And it means we're, we're coming out of balance. It's understandable to be anxious and it's understandable to be frustrated or just feel like you want to hide and just put a duvet over your head. And some people will go really strongly into a need for comfort but we just need to give ourselves the space and compassion to look at that and when the anxiety or the frustration or that real need to just tuck yourself away comes up to understand okay this is information that I'm getting a little bit out of balance and we need to slow down and then look what do I need to do to get myself feeling a little bit more steady and even with going back to work or whatever it is we're having to stick out nose out into in the outside world again yesterday I went to the garage and put petrol in the car for the first time in three months (laughs) so I'm looking for the gloves and the garage had changed it's like now you have to pay here before it was it was all changed everything had changed this little garage that I've been using you know since I moved to this area probably a couple of times a week it's like oh it's all changed (laughs) and we find change uh ungrounding we can find change anxiety inducing to just slow it down Yeah, try to be patient. I think patience is a really big part of this as well, because we're all in this together in this learning phase and and how best care for ourselves and how to move through the world, just like the businesses are trying to stay stay in business and support their patrons and and be as safe as they possibly can. And, And to just remember that an extra deep breath, uh, to be, to know that, no, this isn't normal. This is not anything that we've experienced before. So it's going to bring up all different kinds of emotions and all different kinds of people. So try and start with yourself to cultivate as much patience as you can with yourself and with others, because we're in a big learning curve right now. Yeah. It just doesn't serve us well to 
pile on with the expectation to expect ourselves, you know, you just should get on with it. If you find the should word coming up too much, that's also a, it's a clue. It's in information that we're putting ourselves under pressure and really to slow down as much as we can. And it, this is a transition. At best, it's a transition. And transitions are always stressful. They're, you know, they're always times of, of uncertainty and finding your footing again. So, yeah, as you said, Chan, to take it slow. And if you feel yourself, you know, the anxiety coming up, then step back and bring some techniques in that, that you know help you feel more calm and safe and grounded again. We're going to need check-in points throughout the day. It's too much to expect to just go to work and click back in and then have it be as it's always been because it, it just isn't. Right. It's not going back to normal. No. This new normal everyone's talking about. It's so new we don't even know what it is. Yeah. There's no normal involved in this. It's being mindful. It's new. It's remembering all of the breathing techniques and breathing practices that we've been teaching you over the years. The long exhale is a wonderful way to get you to just really calm down, lower your heart rate, get into this space of, okay, yeah, I know what to do. I know that I'm going to inhale, nice inhalation, and I'm going to hold that for four counts. And then I'm going to exhale and I'm going to exhale for seven counts. And if you can't do the numbers exactly four and seven, it's okay. Just do your best. It's that nice belly breath, nice. And I invite you to do it with us right now. Take a nice deep inhalation and hold it. And now exhale. Nice and slow and long. And just practice this four or five rounds of this long exhale and you will notice a change. If you're in a space where that's really not possible or you feel like you'd be calling too much attention to yourself, we have brought the calming point up probably a million times, <laughs> but it's worth bringing it up again and again and again, where you just take your right thumb, right, press it in the palm of your left hand, right in the center, nice and firm, and take some breaths. Nobody knows what you're doing, and you will find yourself in a, a much calmer place within a matter of minutes. Just uh, know these things. You You know what to do, and by having this information available to you, you're going to feel a heck of a lot more calm and in control. Yeah. The thing with anxiety is it has a tendency to sneak in and accumulate quickly. So learning these techniques and using them a few times a day stops it building up to that tipping point that can really roll over into a heightened episode. So really important, some breathing, using the calming point. The calming point is known in both Ancient Indian and Chinese medicines have a direct calming effect on the heart. So it really works. Sometimes we call it the dentist point because uh, you and I, Shan, have used it many times. <laughs> For the dentist or different stressful situations, it got me calmly through a wisdom tooth extraction a few years ago. It works. It does. It really does. Just need to give it a little time, practice it, get familiar with it, and have these techniques that you can go to them smoothly, make them friends so you can turn to them during difficult times. And who knows who else you might help with it? 
because there are going to be a lot of people feeling really spun out that don't have techniques and don't have tools to go to, or they may be really feeling quite heavy on themselves about it. So we never know. There might be opportunities for deeper support and friendship and connection. Mm. There's always something good, something golden that comes in these difficult times if we're, we're on the lookout for it. That is so true. As we've seen in our own experiences with with our neighbors and clients and listeners and the way that people are stepping up to support each other the best way that they can and asking for help as well when needed. Everything that we mentioned today that is going to be helpful for you as you wade back into the world or go back to work, that self-care kit is going to be helpful. Practicing self-care at home to the best of your ability. And of course, the techniques that we brought up to help you feel calm and control. All of these are at your disposal. We hope that you use them. We hope, hope that you found this podcast to be supportive today. Before we close, Ananga and I are celebrating 500 episodes of our award-winning Anxiety Slayer podcast. And we thought, what can we do during this time? We didn't even, like we passed 500 and just didn't feel like it was the time to be tooting our own horn and celebrating and it just didn't. So we were kind of quiet about it, but we've decided that with so many who are suffering and reaching out for extra support, we thought let's do something really cool and generous. And so for a limited time, you can get half off 50% off all of our courses, including EFT tapping for anxiety relief, all of our first responder courses for overcoming social anxiety, anxiety attacks, and health anxiety, and every course in the Anxiety Slayer Academy. Simply use the coupon code 500 when you check out, and you'll save 50% on all of our Anxiety Slayer Academy courses. And this special sale is available to you through June 30th. That is how we're celebrating. We hope you'll join us and take a look at all of our courses at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Thank you.